Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. Good morning, afternoon, evening, brunch time, lunch time, busy, busy pod start to the week time. Guess we probably owe you that after a newsy weekend where we didn't have a podcast time, but... We can explain that time. Whatever time of day it is, boys and girls, it's the right time for the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Wes Rucker, Ryan Callahan coming to you. I guess I'm from Fort Rucker Studio. Ryan Callahan is from across town, parts unknown, the Callahan Castle, which is full of all of them children's. Uh, recording this on a Monday night. Might drop it on a Tuesday morning, maybe late Monday night, more likely Tuesday morning because we had a couple of pods that were also recording they're dropping monday talking tennessee's football schedule and the tweaks to that uh talking a little bit uh, obviously about the big basketball news that it looks like eve ponds will come back for his senior season at tennessee the reigning sec defensive player of the year uh, that will add to tennessee's chances certainly i think uh, to win a conference championship possibly you know go to the first final form program history and beyond so lots of cool things to discuss there but we're going to focus on recruiting in this one and and I guess at this point, the proper thing to do uh, would be to bring in uh, the co-host of this podcast episode, which is Ryan Callahan. Ryan, what's going on, man? Hey, Wes, how's it going? It's going all right, man. It's going all right. Uh, hey, we have an we have an amendment to the Rucker Rule, I think. Yeah, good um, good things can happen. Yeah, not, not only can good things happen, but you apparently don't even have to leave town for them to happen. You just have to be on vacation. Yeah, well, I, I did technically leave town because the family farm is in Maynardville. Okay. Um, but that's just like just kind of across the county line. So, um, but it counts, I guess, as being a, across. But but apparently, good news uh, for for Tennessee can happen. But also, there was some bad news. So it looks like Tennessee, Oklahoma, obviously, is not going to be played now. Uh, but you get two more SEC games if the if the season gets played out. So there's some also some some good news there. So um, you know, I just had to take a couple days there. wasn't sure when the season was going to start. And if it had, I hadn't taken any days yet. So it was just kind of one of those things where it's like, huh, I guess I should probably go ahead and do that while I can. Right. Uh, but it turns out now it looks like real camp won't start for maybe another three weeks. So kind of a crazy, crazy time that we live in. And, and Ryan, speaking of some, some big news for Tennessee happening, uh, you teased this just a second ago. We discussed this while, uh, I was gone, uh, technically out of town there for, for a couple of days. Uh, Tennessee picked up another football commitment, number 24 for the season. Will you tell us about uh, young Demarius McGee from Pensacola, Florida? Yeah, this is a really big pickup for Tennessee, and and you can't hear uh, or you can't talk to enough people uh, to, to, to get just a, a good enough idea of how big of a pickup this might be. Uh, you know, anyone you, you talk to about him, uh, you continue to hear the same things, you know, great athlete, good length, uh, just just an all-around really good football player, uh, and, and just a guy who – one of those guys that Jeremy Pruitt loves because he can help in every facet of the game at the high school level. He's playing some quarterback. You know, he's done that in the past. 
his, uh, his team actually might need him to play a lot more quarterback this year, uh, depending on how things go. He's played a lot in the secondary and made plays back there. He's played on special teams and returned kicks for touchdowns and things like that. So he's sort of just that all-around good football player that Jeremy Pruitt loves to find in the secondary. Good length, around six foot one. He's a little on the slim side, just over 160 right now, about 163 pounds. But as Barton Simmons, uh, our national uh, scouting director, pointed out earlier this year when we moved him way up in the rankings, low weight has never really been uh, in direct correlation with the player's ability to develop as a defensive back. So that did not stop our guys from ranking him high, and, and I don't think it's any concern as far as his future development. You know, often you find these 190-pound cornerbacks coming out of high school, they develop into safety, so you almost want them to be a little on the slimmer side so they can stay at corner a lot of times and not outgrow the position. So just a big pickup, though, for Tennessee, a guy that, that we're higher on than the industry average right now, but uh, I, I think you certainly could see his, his industry-wide ranking in the, in the 24-7 sports composite move up even further. Uh, he's in, his, in our top 100, you know, the, the number 89 overall prospect in this class, a top 10 cornerback in this class. I mean, anytime you're talking about that kind of player, uh, that's a huge pickup. So this is a, it's a big deal. And, and one of the top cornerbacks Tennessee had been pursuing for the, at least the past few months. And, and they'd, they'd offered him almost, almost a year to the day uh, that he announced his commitment on Thursday. So a uh, big pickup and they beat up, beat out a few SEC rivals to get him too, with Ole Miss and Georgia kind of being the main competition. Alabama had also offered back in June. Uh, Miami was also in his top five, so you beat out some big competition for him too. Yeah, there's a couple things, Ryan, about this that, that really grabbed my attention. First is, um, I guess, n- not to not to miss the obvious here, let's not miss the, the, the forest for the trees here. Uh, this kid, according to our analysts, who I will stand on a table for, I know how much – science they put into this I, I know how how good they are at evaluating people no one's perfect but I think our guys do a, a, as good or better job than anybody in the industry every year and they've got this kid pegged as a top 100 overall player I mean you look at you you mentioned it uh, in the in the composite right now he's ranked at 376 overall which hey there's no there's nothing wrong with that you can be a really good player ranked there uh, but it's obviously much 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 higher in 24/7s rankings and what's interesting to me is this uh, Tennessee, there's a couple people here who have this guy rated really, really highly above a lot of other people. One of them is 24-7 sports analysts. The other is Tennessee's coaches. And I think to Tennessee fans, Tennessee's coaches uh, being this high on this kid is what's really important. But, I mean, you look at this, this is a really, really good evaluation, isn't it? I mean, you, I, I'm looking at the at, at what his offers ended up being, and some of these big boys are coming in 8, 9, 10, 11 months after Tennessee, so they saw something here. Yeah, and, and Tennessee, you know, they, they have a tendency to do that on some of these guys. They, I, you know, obviously the way Tennessee recruits nationally, we, we've seen Tennessee going back through the Butch Jones era and even to the Derek Dooley era, you know, hand out as many offers as any team in the country. So that that naturally leads to them getting in on some guys early, but they, they've done a, a really good job of finding some guys in areas that, that are um, not, not even, even in places that are not always heavily recruited, but finding some guys that, uh, that end up getting some bigger offers later once they're in there. And, and this is another good example. They were one of his first SEC offers about a year ago. And, uh, you know, as you said, you know, Georgia, Alabama, USC, and Miami have all offered him since May. Uh, and, and then you worry, you know, because there's some teams that aren't in the picture yet. So maybe this is a guy who, if his stock continues to rise, Tennessee might end up having to fight off even more competition for him 
down the stretch? You know, does, does Alabama end up making him a bigger priority in the coming months and make that uh, an even bigger battle? You know, I, I certainly don't think you can count on this one being a done deal, especially considering the fact that he's not made it to Tennessee's campus yet. One of the realities, uh, unfortunate realities of this year is it, the, the recruiting calendars prevented some guys from visiting schools they wanted to see before making a decision. He didn't let that prevent him from making a decision. So Demarius McGee decided to go ahead and make that announcement. He's taken a virtual visit of Tennessee's campus, you know, and decided that was enough. He felt comfortable with, with the staff and everything. So give them credit for, for overcoming that, that limitation and, and what he had gotten to do and, and just finding a way to, to, to seal the deal and, and get him in the class before his senior season. So he's one of those guys that, yeah, if his stock continues to rise, wouldn't surprise me at all if Tennessee has some competition to hold on to him down the stretch. Yeah, I know that, that much more goes into it than that, but I always imagine in my head, and I don't want anything to or anyone to correct this, so even even though I know it's not the truth, I'm, I just imagine that it is. I really hope the virtual tour is just Pruitt holding up his iPhone and being like, all right, here's the weight room, and uh, all right, back <laughs> air, that's the, uh, that's the stadium right there. Hey, turn on the lights, turn on the lights. That's the lights of the stadium right there. Uh, what do you want to major in? They do math up there in that building over there. I hope, I just, God, I hope that is, I really hope that's the virtual tour. That would be, <laughs> and not even with a gimbal, just him sitting there walking around, like holding it awkwardly, like a tourist, just pointing out things. That would be fantastic. I would love to think of that as being Tennessee's virtual campus tour. That would be fantastic. Um, but in all seriousness, I, I think that the, the other thing that really stands out to me about this kid ryan is first off um i like the fact that he's playing in florida so you know he's probably playing good competition all the time you know he's probably that's probably not a major issue and on top of that this is a cornerback who is listed at six foot one and we've talked about this for years and years and years i know we've done several topics on this in recruiting podcasts and recruiting chats over the years where you know it doesn't take much you know, research to look around and see that wide receivers are getting bigger every single year. Wide receivers uh, are now routinely, you know, you see a lot of those six four, six five types at wide receiver, guys who maybe used to play as kind of like wings in basketball. Now they're realizing they got a better chance athletically to play at a high level at that size in football. And cornerbacks for you try to get those guys that if you can at least maybe six foot ideally six one six two if you can get some of those guys but they're really hard to get guys who legitimately have the feet the the hips all that the the quickness to play corner but they also have that length there are not a lot of athletes who fit that criteria and it's there's a mindset at corner but also there's just physical requirements for the position and it's hard to find guys who are six six foot, six one, six two, who move the way you need a corner to move. And it looks like this kid has the ability to do that. He, he definitely does. And that's, you know, the, the big thing that, that caught our guys' attention. Uh, well, a few things, I think. But one of them is just the length and the speed. Uh, and that's what, kind of where you start looking these days at corner. Six foot one, long arms. Uh, that, that always profiles well at corner. And then even though he needs to add some weight, you know, that shouldn't be a problem. We've seen Emmanuel Mosley come in at, at what 145 pounds or so when he got to Tennessee and developed into an NFL player. So you just, you don't worry as much about the weight side of things. And, and again, Barton Simmons kind of pointed that out earlier this year when we moved him way up in our rankings after previously having him as a three-star and, and decided to make him a top 100 guy. But he's also got that verified speed four, five, six in the 40 yard dash ran a four, two, five shuttle. So good quickness too. Uh, and th- those are verified times from uh, opening regionals. And then on, on top of that, you have, um, 
you, you have he runs track. He does a little bit of everything on the football field. And, you know, again, Jeremy Pruitt really values that guys who have the ball in their hands on Friday nights, uh, and not only that, but guys who make plays on on, on defense on Friday nights. He's a big believer, and if you make interceptions on on Fridays, you're going to have a much better chance of doing the same on Saturdays. And if you don't make plays on Fridays, that's a concern. So the fact that he makes makes a lot of plays for his team in the secondary, but yeah, gets the ball in his hands and really is a good enough athlete. You could probably play him on offense if you needed to, but everyone seems to agree his future's on defense. So, uh, but that, that adding to his profile, even some, some return ability, you know, he could maybe be in the mix for some return duties at Tennessee if he's needed there. So, you know, maybe a little bit like Bryce Thompson in that regard, you know, just sort of a good football player with the ball in his hands. And it, it's a skill set that translates well to corner. So he makes sense there. So it's a lot to like here. And the thing you continue to hear is this is probably the best cornerback if Tennessee can hold on to him. Probably the best cornerback prospect Tennessee will have signed in the Jeremy Pruitt era. And and that's um, you know only three years, but that's a, that's a big deal to, to finally get a guy like this if you can hold on to him uh, and, and sign a top 100 cornerback. Obviously, a position where they really need the next – kind of the next generation to come in to, to be ready to, to play behind Bryce Thompson and Alante Taylor and those guys. Yeah. And I'm a big believer in general in the whole principle that it, it, it's the size of the, the, the fight and the dog more than the size of the, the dog in the fight. I, I I'm a big believer that if your technique is good and you have the athleticism, you can overcome some size deficiencies, you know, in some situations, if you are competitive enough, if you're technical enough, if you're strong mentally enough, I, you find outliers all the time. However, if you're a cornerback and you're five foot eight or five foot nine, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take my tallest wide receiver in the red zone and I'm going to make a matchup where he's on you and I'm going to get in like a, or I'm going to get in a jumbo set and I'm going to take a tight end and put him in motion, you know, put him all the way out there as a flex, take him all the way out even to a wide receiver spot. And I'm going to isolate him one-on-one against your five foot nine cornerback and uh, to quote Derek Dooley, I'm just going to pick peanuts off the top of your head. You're not going to be able to stop that one-on-one in the corner. If you're a six-foot-one cornerback who has some length, you have a better chance to stop that, which is why this is a game of matchups, and that's why you're seeing a lot fewer five-foot-eight corners now at the SEC level, basically. Yeah, and you you can you find some exceptions to that, but yeah, by and large, you want that that length to be able to match up with those guys. And just to be able to cover more ground, you know, it gives you a better chance of recovering uh, when you when you get behind a guy. You know, if you've got long arms to reach out and leap for a pass, you're more likely to get a hand on it uh, when someone tries to go over your head with that extra length. So it's not always just about matching up with uh, with receivers, but having sort of the, the length to recover, the length to play well with your hands. All that stuff matters. Uh, when, when you're going up against those those bigger receivers and, and even some smaller receivers. So, yeah, yeah, that's a big deal. And, and you have to be able to, you know, if you get put in the slot somehow, if you get matched up against one of those quick guys, you know, you have to have the quickness to, to sort of not get beaten there in a phone booth. So, mm-hmm. you know, you, it's a really, really tough – positionally, I, I'm talking just size-wise, there's a few places on the field that it's just really hard to find guys who do everything you want. Uh, defensive line would be one, offensive tackle would be one, and 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 probably cornerback. Those are the three off the top of my head where I'm looking at it and I'm going, size could really, really be a problem there uh, because you can get away maybe if you're a little bit undersized or oversized at linebacker, you know, other places, you know, quarterbacks come in all sizes because of their ability to move and, and kind of get in and out of the pocket and do some things. Uh, safeties can, can be short or tall. It doesn't really always matter that much. But th- those three spots there, that size is really, really important there. And, and if this kid is a legitimately 
good enough athlete to play wide corner there, boundary, you know, out there at the field corner spot at 6'1", uh, then that's a really, that's really good news for Tennessee. Because th- it, it, this is the kind of guy, Ryan, that you said, this is the kind of guy that kind of checks a lot of the boxes. They've had to develop some of these guys, but, but this may be one that they could just kind of plug in and, and, and maybe from the beginning be the kind of guy you want. Well, I was, I was going to say the one thing about him is because he's a little bit on the slim side, especially, but he's a little bit raw, you know, and, and sure. you mentioned he's, I'm, and he's, I'm, I'm talking just size wise. But yeah, definitely size wise, he he gives you all the things that you need at that position, and and sometimes those those thinner guys can can surprise you and play early. Emmanuel Mosley played early at Tennessee despite not being the biggest guy, so that doesn't necessarily mean he's not going to play as a true freshman or anything like that. But relatively speaking, he's still a little bit raw, and and there's there's going to be an adjustment for him. But yeah, he's got everything you want at that position, and just a a big time pickup for Tennessee, a guy who can play all over, all over the secondary too, like a lot of guys that they recruit at that position. He is a true corner, I think, and can play there, but he's also capable of playing nickel, playing safety if needed. So it gives you some versatility there and, and again, can help in, in multiple areas, including maybe on special teams. So uh, a, a lot to like here, and, and definitely there's a reason Tennessee made him such a huge priority on uh, over the past few months before a lot of other teams did even. And I guarantee you this kid plays with toughness or else, uh, or else Jeremy Pruitt would not sign off on wanting him. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt's very, very particular – uh, about those corners, uh, he works with them every day. Uh, the, the, it's almost like he's the other cornerbacks coach at Tennessee, and he works with them all the time. He's very, very picky about what he wants there. This kid has to play this game a certain way, or he wouldn't want him. I think we all know that at this point, right? No doubt. And uh, yeah, he, he pretty much is the cornerbacks coach. Let's face it. I think that's one of the one of the sales pitches they've had. To, that's true. I was to, I was trying to say it in a nicer way, but you basically are you're, you're being more yeah, accurate. Yeah. I mean, I mean, Derek Kingsley is the secondary coach in title, but he, but he, he those, works with the safeties more. Yeah, I was gonna say, but those guys split it up on the practice field, and so you're as a head coach, that's one of the things you can sell is that you're gonna get hands-on work with the head coach every single day, and a guy that has the resume he does of producing the guys he's had at Alabama and Georgia and Florida State and, and now Tennessee. So yeah, that's one of the things they sell, and and that's you know the opportunity, frankly, that he has at Tennessee is another one of the things that they were able to sell to to Demarius McGee, you know, pointing out that hey. Bryce Thompson's a junior. He could even go to the NFL draft after this season. In theory, uh, Alante Taylor's a junior. Kenneth George is a senior. You've got a lot of veterans in that secondary. They haven't really found that next generation of, of stars or even starters at that position. So there's a big opportunity to come in and play. And maybe, maybe if, if not as a true freshman, certainly by that second year, he could have a, a chance to, to be a starter in Tennessee's secondary. And I think that's a big part of why he ended up choosing the balls. So in summation, good news. Uh, for Tennessee this is certainly a a big big pickup for Tennessee if they can hold on to this kid and he ends up being the player that they think he is big 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 news for the Vols however not the only recruiting news for Tennessee we're going to take away uh, take a a break I guess I should say step away for a minute if I can get my English correct step away pay some bills uh, listen to some products services in-house ads all those other fun things and we're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, other Tennessee football recruiting I don't know, maybe news, maybe some some combination of news and analysis, analysis, something like that. We'll be right back in just one second to do that. Hashtag ad. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to the Go Balls 24-7 podcast brought to you by whatever products and services and in-house ads you just heard a moment ago. West Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Ryan Callahan coming to you from across town there at his The Casa de Callahan. Recording this on a Monday night. Uh, Going to play it for you. Probably drop it early. First thing Tuesday morning, I think, is probably when we'll, when we'll drop this one. But uh, big, big news for Tennessee. We talked about it a lot there in the first segment. The Vols got a commitment from Demarius McGee, number 24. Uh, commitment number 24 for the 2021 class, which is now number five, again, nationally. So, uh, And that class ranking could get a boost if this uh, McGee kid gets the boost from other services, uh, if they can see the same things that our analysts saw in him. Uh, got some more Tennessee football recruiting news to discuss. Before that, I'll give you a quick reminder. I'm going to say this every episode. Go in, please subscribe to and rate and review this podcast. We're happy to do it for free. It's no trouble at all. We love providing this service to everybody, and we like doing it for free for everyone, honestly. But uh, the one thing that we're going to ask in return, please take just a couple minutes out of your day, hit that subscribe button, go in and rate this podcast, review it. There is nothing you can do that will help us more than doing that. Uh, and if you uh, you got some other Tennessee fans you work with, Mention this podcast to them also, and, uh, and and maybe they want to listen too. Every time Tennessee plays a sport anywhere on planet Earth, you can see how many Tennessee fans are out there. Uh, and there are some who don't live in, in Knoxville and some who don't live in, in Tennessee, and they want the news. Uh, you know, go ahead and rate and review and subscribe to this podcast, and maybe you can help them see this as another way to get their news. Ryan, talking a little Tennessee football recruiting here, the, the big topic clearly was Demarius McGee and that commitment, but there's other things going on. It's recruiting. It never stops. What else is going on in uh, Tennessee football recruiting at the moment? Well, I, I was going to say just to, to kind of look ahead to, to what's coming up the rest of the month, you know, I, I think it's still, it's still a dead period, you know, that, that will end uh, no earlier than the end of August. There's obviously some uh, some hope from some people that the start of football season uh, in September might lead to the dead period ending. Uh, not everyone's certain about that, though. We've certainly heard from uh, some coaches and administrators that are that are concerned the dead period might be extended through the fall even. Um, so we'll, we'll have to wait and see what, what the season means for visit possibilities for a lot of these players who have been waiting for months for that chance to get out and, and see some places. Uh, but for now, that's on hold. But there are some guys who are closing in on decisions. I think at least a couple – uh, that you could, you know, want to might want to watch closely in, in the month of August. Uh, one, one, I think, definitely leaning toward making a decision in August. Another who's maybe not as certain, but that's his plan as of the latest we've heard. Uh, Rod Rod Orr is a highly ranked uh, offensive tackle target down in Alabama. That's a really there. good offensive lineman name, shortened to the point. Yeah, and he's uh, and he's got a connection to Tennessee. His cousin is Rock Taylor, the Tennessee uh, commitment from Oxford, Alabama. Uh, so the, the, the connection there, Tennessee offered uh, Rod Orr back in April. He's been to campus before, went to a game last season in Knoxville. So 
there, there's definitely some things pointing in Tennessee's direction there that, that make you think the Vols are at least one of the teams to beat, if not maybe the favorite right now. So he's a guy who's currently hoping to make a decision in August. I think that's definitely his plan as of right now. So um, the thing you worry about there, you know, I think every, everybody else in Tennessee's recruitment or in, in his recruitment at least, um, you know, certainly not ahead of Tennessee. I think Tennessee's up there and has as good a chance as anybody, but you worry if Auburn was to offer, is that the one team that could maybe shake things up? They've shown interest. He's got a bunch of offers, but Auburn's one of the teams that has yet to offer him. So that's still worth keeping an eye on there to see if Auburn enters the picture. And if they do, his cousin Rock Taylor also just got an Auburn offer a few weeks ago. So do those two guys, I think they're at least interested in going to the same school. You know, again, if that Auburn offer comes in, does that, does that give them the option of going to Auburn together as well and maybe – make Rock Taylor a little more interested in, in taking up that Auburn offer. That's at least something to keep an eye on as Rod Orr moves toward a decision. The other guy, big time target, uh, one of Tennessee's top targets in the class, I would say Tyrion Ingram Dawkins, yes. the four-star defensive lineman from Gaffney, South Carolina. His plan as of the latest, the, the, the latest we've heard is that he, he wants to make a decision this month and maybe before his senior season starts. Uh, you know, he announced a, a new top six a couple weeks ago, said at the time, decision coming soon when I asked him what that meant you know he pointed to August said he might even do it before his season started and that's uh that's in you know just a few weeks so something to keep an eye on you know he's he's said before that he was going to make a decision then decided to back off and take his time a little bit more I think the thought from a lot of people close to his recruitment is that even if he does make a decision now it probably won't be over but obviously it's going to be one of those recruitments uh where you'd rather be playing defense the last few months than, than having to play catch-up, probably. So uh, something to watch in, in the next few weeks to see if he follows through on those on those plans. But certainly Georgia, Tennessee, South Carolina, still the three teams you hear the most about in his recruitment. And the Vols have been in pretty good shape with him for a while, since uh, really since hosting him in January for the first time. So uh, that one's uh, one to at least keep in mind as a possible announcement this month. And then some other guys getting close to decisions uh, that maybe not – Maybe not coming this month, but William Parker, for instance, the in-state offensive lineman from over in Nashville, he's scheduled to announce on September 4th. So even though it's still uh, still a dead period and guys are now turning attention to their to their upcoming seasons, still some activity on the on the horizon, and uh, and Tennessee might not be done just yet for the uh, for the immediate future after the addition of Demarius McGee. Yeah, and, and I think that that you're right there with all that, but but especially when you talk about wanting to get guys in the boat and then figure it out later. Uh, if you can go ahead and get them in the boat now, uh, don't worry so much about the numbers. Don't worry about other people still recruiting them. I mean, worry about those things, obviously, but you would rather have that concern than be going into a period like this when you've got 10 commitments and you're trying to fill up a class. I mean, there there are there are always concerns in recruiting, you know, no matter what you do. It's, it's a paranoid you know, state of affairs when you're involved in that. But I agree, Ryan. I mean, I think if, if you can get the guy in the boat, then you worry about trying to fend everybody off. Uh, I, I would rather be the one in the boat trying to protect the, these commitments than, than one of the piranhas kind of circling trying to get them. Yeah, in, in most cases, that's true. You know, in, in, in Tyrone Ingram Dawkins' case in particular, you know, I, I mentioned that because I think sometimes you see where there is an early commitment where everybody knows that, that the player still may take visits and still is going to look around and keep things open. Sometimes you would rather, um, uh, you know, Jeremy Prude is one of these coaches that he doesn't back off a player when he commits. Uh, sometimes they'll t- a, a coach will tell you that a player committing just sort of lets you know who you've got to 
negatively recruit against or who you've got to sort of go after yep. and it makes it easier to uh to sort of target one particular team instead of having to worry about multiple teams that might be uh, a factor in the player's decisions so uh it definitely doesn't end the player's recruitment but yeah if you're if you're tennessee and you've been going after a guy like tyron ingram dawkins for months even if you know that there's there's going to be a uh, a long way to go in his recruitment when he makes a decision if he does announce this month I still think you'd rather land him than, than be chasing a South Carolina or a Georgia down the stretch to try to flip him. So uh, certainly if South Carolina is not the choice this month and there's still a lot of optimism that South Carolina has a real shot, um, you know, that's certainly a team that if he doesn't pick South Carolina, you don't think the in-state team's going to go down easily in that one. They've gotten the top in-state player down there the last two years. Uh, as important as Ingram Dawkins is to South Carolina, they certainly would not give up on him anytime soon. So that's one of those scenarios where you'd say that one's definitely not over if you pick somebody else, but still, like you said, you'd rather pick Tennessee right now than not if you're the Vols. Ryan, before we step out of here, anything else in terms of, there's always little, you know, tidbits and, and, and bits of news that, that, that come out here and there or analysis that pops up in different areas. And I'm wondering if there are any Tennessee, you know, current commitments who have recently picked up any offers, or if you've heard anything that that's making you go, mm, you need to, you need to pay attention to that. Or conversely, if there's been any other developments uh, for some Tennessee targets out there that have picked up new offers, anything else out there that that kind of that, that you think people need to have on their radar? Well, a, a couple of things popped up August first, which was Saturday, uh, with the the start of the period when schools can send out written offers or official offers. You might have seen a few Tennessee targets tweeting about these yes. uh, about these offers they got. They're they're not always a big deal in in terms of developments. Uh, because you you know you're going to send them to any commitments you have. You're going to send them to any high priority targets. It's not a matter of who's going to get one. Usually, it's not much of a mystery to it. If you're being pretty actively recruited by a school, you're usually going to get one. Um, but what sometimes happens there is you'll see a guy who gets one of those offers who's either not a previously known target or maybe wasn't a target before. Last year was a good example of of those. Uh, Tennessee sent out uh, an offer at the time to a little known defensive back. Uh, or at least at the time was a little-known defensive back who ended up being a, a part of Tennessee's class leader, Danico Slaughter. He was yep. committed to Arizona State. Nobody saw that offer at the time and thought, man, that's really really an interesting offer. But Tennessee sort of quietly sends him one of those written offers on August 1, and he tweets about it. And uh, that's the first mention we really hear of Tennessee. And then later on in the fall, the Vols got more heavily involved. So you've seen some stuff like that. Uh, they, they did hand out a couple new offers in the 2021 class recently. Uh, and one of those guys who tweeted about that offer was Lamondre Brooks, a linebacker and defensive end down in Alabama. That's at least worth keeping an eye on. Tennessee was his first SEC offer, so that that was sort of an interesting development that came out of the new offers or the the written or official offers that were handed out Saturday. Uh, the the other major development on Monday that that's really uh, uh, more interesting. A lot of people tracking Ty Simpson already, the the, the class of 2022 quarterback over at Westview High School in Martin, Tennessee. He's the son of. UT Martin football coach Jason Simpson, my boy, and uh, and a longtime Tennessee target, a big priority. He's already got more than thirty offers. He's already committed to the Under Armour All America game for the twenty twenty two class. So this is a big time player. And I've told people, and it sounds like probably a bigger deal than it is, but he, he is a very big deal. But State of Tennessee just hasn't produced many elite quarterbacks like him in recent years. But he's easily the best quarterback to come out of Tennessee, I think, in thirty plus years. Um, there just haven't been many guys on that level. Uh, to come out of Tennessee for whatever reason in the last. Yeah, I mean, there, there were people who thought maybe B.J. Coleman could be that kind of guy years ago. Yeah. I mean, there have been some guys who who had the chance to do that. that yeah, and, and in Coleman, you know, you've seen some guys like that, the low four-star, high three-star types. But this, you know, Ty Simpson's ranked top 100 nationally. He's, he's 
going to challenge to be the number one player in the state and what's a loaded year. So uh, the, the fact that he's, he's already this highly sought after by a lot of schools, you know, not surprising to see him continuing to get offers, but he got an interesting offer Monday from Clemson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's always noteworthy because Clemson's one of those teams that sort of picks and chooses who it goes after a little bit more so than other teams. They don't have to cast the wide net. Usually that Tennessee does uh, with the success they've had in recent years. And he was actually the first quarterback they offered in the 2022 class that sort of waited, evaluated some guys and decided to offer him Monday. Uh, and his mother was excited to hear about that one. So that's at least an interesting offer that, you know, even though I still think Tennessee is in good shape there, and I wouldn't be I wouldn't want to be anyone else in his recruitment other than Tennessee right now, just just with where the Vols have positioned themselves, hosting him on several visits now, doing making him as big a priority as anybody. That's I think they're in good shape there. But you always worry about Clemson a little bit these days. We've seen Tennessee lose some in-state battles even to Clemson in recent years. Yep. Guys like T. Higgins obviously getting down there, Amari Rogers. Um, you know, Josh Malone at one point looked like he might be headed to Clemson before Tennessee won that one late. So you worry about Clemson in that one a little bit, but uh, I, you know, again, still think and Tennessee's you, in good you, shape. You could almost consider you could almost consider Trevor Lawrence in state too because of all the connections yeah. with his family to the state. So, sure. And the way they've, yeah, again, you you put Deshaun Watson in the NFL, and you've got Trevor Lawrence destined to be a high NFL draft pick probably next year. You know, with what they're doing at the quarterback position, there's a lot of a lot of appeal for Clemson from from quarterbacks, especially, and Ty Simpson certainly aware of that. And uh, you know, his dad, his his experience as a head coach for years. At UT Martin, you know, he's crossed paths with a lot of guys, including Dabo Sweeney. So there are, there's, you know, always some relationships there to, to, that could play into his recruitment in some form or fashion. But yeah, that, that's definitely an interesting offer, at least worth keeping an eye on. And what's obviously going to be a pretty uh, heavily tracked recruitment in regard to Tennessee as, as the Vols continue to make him a priority. I think that's a good place to leave. Ryan, you got anything else? That's it, man. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for the time. Anytime. And thank you all out there for listening. We appreciate that, too. Uh, thanks, as always, guys. I really do mean that. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. And you can find Patrick Brown, our Tennessee football beat writer, at twitter.com slash pbrown247. Uh, if you just want Tennessee news, nothing else, none of the other personal tidbits or other sports that we discuss on our personal accounts from time to time, you can get that at twitter.com slash govals247. That is all vols all the time. You can also go to facebook.com slash govals247 and you can get a lot of Tennessee news there. Also, other news around the college football world that's important, uh, but mostly uh, vast majority Tennessee news. Or you can go directly to the source, that delicious East Tennessee Mountain spring water right from the tap at GoVols247.com. Got a 50% off special right now that you can take advantage of, so please go there quickly and do that. Uh, and if you, or if you just want to go ahead and pay us full price, which is a very reasonable rate, then you get access to CBS All Access for free. That's the the best version of CBS's streaming platform, commercial free. And that's everything in the CBS catalog, everything in the uh, Comedy Central catalog, Smithsonian catalog, uh, all kinds of stuff in there. Um, I think, uh, yeah, MTV, Comedy Central, Smithsonian. All that stuff, new movies that come in there every month, uh, everything, every show ever, all that stuff. Live sports, UEFA Champions League coming up this weekend, uh, the rest of the, this this season's UEFA Champions League and next season's UEFA Champions League and Europa League. All that uh, will be on CBS All Access. Also, CBS uh, obviously is the home of SEC football. You get all that stuff there. You get the college basketball, NCAA tournament, March Madness, live NFL football, exclusive podcast stuff. 
all kinds of stuff for free, for free, if you subscribe to GoVols 24-7. Not many people can beat that deal, guys. That is a $100 plus annual deal that we're just putting that money in your pocket. So please go take advantage of that. And if nothing else, you will hear from us, uh, I suppose, by Thursday. Let's say Thursday. See y'all. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.